Welcome back. Hour number three. Keep it down, Whiskey Nick. I'm still Whiskey Nick. We are still here with Charles Wetzel Jr. Mm-hmm. He's here. We out here though. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh for you listening at home, it was probably like a good five second break. If that for us, it was probably an hour. <laughs> yeah, we already had five conversations that are probably best not recorded. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's what really sucks is the fact that like you can't talk about everything publicly because not not even the, not even the canceling, not even anything we talked about was even really offensive. But it's just like so many. Just people, the idea of it could be. Just the idea of realism, you know what I mean? Like, just the the idea of realism in terms of, like, everyone loves to live in their own little fantasy world. I'm going to tie you to something that's probably going to get you in trouble. Oh, no. Don't tie me to things. I'm, I'm tying not, you. You're I'm on not my, a murderer. You're I'm on my show, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one that says it. All right, cool. The Me Too movement. All right. You're not allowed to victim blame, not allowed to victim shame. Okay. How many of those uh, were false flags? Just accusations alone cost people jobs. Yeah. Um, but I, I but they're victim. rich, white, straight men, so it's okay to, for them to lose their jobs, right? Yeah. I was actually <laughs> I was actually a victim of the Me Too movement. Um, oh, fuck. I, I, I didn't know. This is totally off the cuff. This was not a... Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows because I don't really talk about it a whole lot just because it was like... Was liquid courage getting in your veins? Huh? Is liquid courage in your veins? No, it's this uh, Gatorolite rapid rehydration, uh, rehydration rapida. (laughs) Oh, that's what it says on the the (laughs) list. I I love it when it just goes to shit. (laughs) This is the best part of the show, folks. So, hour one and two are fun, but hour number three is a ride. My story. Any other beer? Yeah. My story, I. I met a girl who I hit it off with really well, but I was already friends with her friend, like her best friend, before any of that stuff started happening. So she started getting very jealous and pissed off because I was uh, hanging out with her friend more than she was. How dare you? She then found out that we were like involved in everything. And I'll decided do. that she was going to try to start getting her friends to start messaging me. Is that better? Yes. <laughs> uh, and saying that I was sexually harassing women. How dare you? And Or like uh, being uh, sexually aggressive or anything like that. Mm-hmm. To which I was like, that's really strange to me. Because I've always been the type of guy who doesn't make the first move. Like, I've, I've always been very self-conscious about that. I don't want to come off as pushy or aggressive or, like... And honestly, like, I don't even focus on sex a lot in terms of developing relationships with, with people. Um, so it was very... To quote Adam Ferrara, comedian. I can have sex and not have any emotional connection whatsoever. Yeah. It's a gift. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of guys can have it's that. It's a guy joke. A lot of, guy li- a guy, That's a lot exactly of guys the lie joke. about that, too. Like, some guys just literally want to get their rocks off. Yeah. Like, that's that's literally what it is. Uh, for me, it's not so much like that. Like, it's not that, you know, I, I couldn't have sex without, like, the emotional connection. I, I don't think anybody really could. Um, but, like, I... Tab A and the slap B. Done. I've just never had that situation before. I've never had one-night stands or anything like that. 
but the so anyway yeah so she was she was like messaging me and like saying oh i've got all these people saying that you did this to them and i didn't know any of the people she was talking about and then i was just like well, no, actually, she, she named one person. I had no idea who they were. And then she started saying, like, I've got all these people. I'm like, okay, name one. I didn't know, like, she didn't give me any names. She wouldn't give me names. I'm like, okay, so you're just making this shit up then. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she was just literally trying to ruin me. And I did nothing to her. I was nothing but nice to her ever. But I think she was actually secretly in love with the girl that I was involved with. Oh, wow, yeah, but the she, other type of triangle. But she would never admit it. Uh, and she was like, you know, really religious and all that. Um, so oh, I think yeah, you can't be gay and religious. Yeah, I think she was just like really confused. But uh, I didn't fuck around with that shit at all, especially during the Me Too movement. No need to find I, out. I called the cops. Nice. I I called the police on her because she was harassing me. She was, defense. she was getting other people I didn't even know to harass me. She was trying to get involved and she was trying to comment and post on the shit that I was doing. And, uh, so basically, I, yeah, I called the cops, told them what was going on, gave them the whole story, and, uh, they called her and said not to contact me anymore and to leave me alone. And ever since then... Restraining order? No. I, or that was just, okay. That was the next step. I, because uh, yeah. I didn't want to do that. Like, I didn't want to go through that process and, like, I didn't do anything wrong. So I didn't feel like I needed to defend myself that hard. So I just, I called the cops, told them the whole situation, like, didn't hold back, even though some of it was probably not super fun to reminisce about. Uh, right. I still, I still told them anyway, and they called her and said, hey, you need to stop harassing him. Like, they told us a story. I don't know what they exactly said to her, but she's never contacted me since then, and so I feel like she, she figured out she's full of shit. She was scared tactic you, and then you hit her back, and that she was She was trying it. to ruin my life because I took her best friend. Essentially, yeah. I think that's what it came down to. The best friend she was in love with. It's not that she was in love with you and jealous. Is she was in love with her and jealous. I feel like she did like me at one point, but because I was involved with her friend, yeah. she felt really insecure about it. But it's very it's, 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 uh, it's It was scary. It was scary. It actually, I feel like it did actually affect me in terms of my outgoingness a little bit. Like I, mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I don't like social media a whole lot. I used to like it a lot more, but knowing that somebody was trying to destroy my life over something I didn't, I never did. Didn't even do, yeah. Yeah, like that kind of scared me because that's just like, well, anybody could say that. And it's like, I'm not trying to say, you know, all the Me Too shits fake it's not guys, no, guys no. Are, there, there's a plethora yeah. of it that is legit like, yeah. there are there are plenty of shitty guys out there there yeah. are plenty of rapists there are plenty of people who will do anything like to get their way i'm just not one of those people and it's like you know not to toot my own horn but it's like i don't necessarily like struggle to find women you're like, a very handsome I man i don't i don't need to like force if i myself. were a lady <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've, I've never had to force myself on a woman and like even and like you never have to do that to begin with no. but like you know I've, I've never needed to the whole no means no okay yeah I, okay move on to the next yeah well, and like I said like I always would make I would always not make I would always let women make the first move I would I would never take that initiative because like I want them to be comfortable around me you know and and I don't feel like you need to force that stuff on somebody like it doesn't it's not the same connection if you feel like you have to force it. Young Whiskey Nick here used to be 
a dance club guy. Yeah. 18 to 21, we would always, me and my buddy would always go to the, the dance clubs. We would hit, uh, Thursday nights was always Club Sandwich over on Alexis. Oh, wow, that's not a sandwich. That, that was, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, the, the house band was, uh, Club Sandwich? What the, what the hell were they? I don't remember, but anyway. I was they, probably a kid when Club they, Sandwich They, they did a house band, they did cover songs, and then the DJ would spin shit during the band breaks. Yeah. And... Yeah, eighteen and twenty-one. It was that night. Thursday nights was college ID nights, and then Saturday nights we would go downtown to Club Bijou. Now it's torn down for the Huntington Center, but yeah, I, I would tear the fuck out of the dance floor. Yeah, now, well, I am I, not. A, I am not a dancer. I have no dance experience. But yeah, I would have girls come up trying to dance with me and shit like that, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Right. No, this is circa nineteen ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand. <laughs> but it's like my my approach with women like. We, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, I've always been way more comfortable around women. I never had, like, a strong father figure growing up that I respected or admired. Yeah. Um, my real dad wasn't around too much. My stepdad was kind of an asshole. He's very standoffish, closed off, not emotionally available, abusive. Um, and he owes me $3,000. Oh, okay. Uh, my, there's an electric bill in my name for three grand that isn't mine. So... Yeah, that's a whole different thing, though. But the I'm thing burning was, spider webs. Ooh. You wonder what I'm doing. Oh, I, yeah, I was like, you burning the corner up? Trying to set your house on fire? Did you do that bad? <laughs> uh, spiders, spiders love that little corner, so I like blowing smoke on them. Yeah, like, I've always been more comfortable around women. Like, you know, I my mom was there for me more than my other parental figures were. Um, you know, I just... I've just always been that way. I always had girlfriends, and like mm -hmm. it's it's what's really funny is like, and, and I know you know when you're when you're growing up and like back in the eighties, nineties, and stuff. Like if you hung out with girls all God the damn time, you just called me old. I called myself old too. So <laughs> I said nineties. I grew up in the nineties. Hey, you threw eighties under there, like fuck you, Nick. <laughs> My mom was an eighties kid, so oh I'm Jesus, seventies kid. Your mom was an eighties. She was a seventies kid. She was an eighties teen. You're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I mean, technically, my mom wouldn't have graduated until '92, but are you shitting me? Well, if she had me at 16 and 19 or 17 in 1990, she would have graduated in '91 or '92. I went to three, four, four, five, five, six. I, uh, high school was '93, first year. Fall of '93. All right, so you're not as old as my mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's young though, so don't don't take that too personally. Everyone's like, your mom, uh, you just your take your digs. Forty-nine, okay. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Taking your digs, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I don't. I never do that stuff in terms of trying to dig at people. Age is age is an inevitable thing. I hate to quote R. Kelly and Aaliyah, but age ain't nothing but a number. He he is canceled as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He was pissing on women and hey, women hey. and locking them in rooms. That wasn't even my piss. That was digital. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Another brilliant comedian that. Oh my god, that show was so ahead of its time. Yeah, there's so, there's so many shows that were ahead of their time, but now that they're trying to bring them back, now it's a little late. Oh, it's you know cancelable. I mean? Fuck that. One one show. Comedy yeah. itself is a satire, satirical, and parody. Comedy itself is just making fun of everything going on. Comedy is supposed to challenge your perspective. If you're not making fun of something that irritates me. Um, I've 
we 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 suffered a miscarriage. Well, here I've heard many miscarriage uh, jokes where I just put my 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 hand in my face and I shake my head. I'm not mad at it. Well, here's here's something that might change your perspective on comedy. One we lost with my boy. Who was the one that we lost? The one we lost was my boy. Who's that? Nicholas Allen Klauski II. Ah, yeah. The only thing I wanted. You want to hear something that might change your whole perspective on comedy before you go there? You got pee again? No. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a definite yes. Um, Yeah, I. Yeah, the whole break I should have went pee, and now we're back, and I have to pee. Um, But no, I I I ate that dick so hard when we lost him. I'm like, fuck. You know, that was the one thing I wanted. But but I reevaluated. I I just kind of sat that sat back, rethought. Wait a minute, I'm adopted. I don't give a shit about that side of the family. And, and the, the wrestling, I'm a big wrestling fan. Mm. And so with Roman Reigns, are you a, at all? If I say I'm, name, I'm aware of wrestling. Roman yeah. Reigns and the Usos and the Bloodline. Uh, not specifically. I actually, what's funny, John and I, we go to wrestling matches, but it's like the LPW wrestling mm-hmm. matches. Uh, we do that every once in a while. And Sweet. It's real fun. Actually, you know what's really funny is the first time I went to one of those with him, this guy was walking around. Indies are great. He saw me. He handed me this little pamphlet, and it was for a wrestling class. He oh, wanted, shit. He wanted me to do the LPW. And I'm like, I'm an actor, but I don't think I want to do this kind of acting. Like, it was funny. Like, they're, those guys are hilarious. They're dedicated. They're good at what they do. But I can't see myself doing that. Be a referee. I can't even see that. I no? honestly like. I, I I like wrestling. I enjoy like watching it. Not necessarily something I would want to do. I know how to fight. Like my uh, my friends and I, we recently uh, got together and we decided we we're gonna fight each other. We're six tangents deep into a six tangent deep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. It happens. I love it. I absolutely love it. Continue. It's just how I am. No, I love it. Um, I really do. I truly do. Wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so we 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 met up. We started uh, first. We started with like grappling and ground pound and stuff like that, like practicing the vanguard and getting different holds. And I had never done that stuff before. Like I've done martial arts. I've done boxing. Uh, Jesus Christ! I, I've done a few. I've done like military kind of stuff. And like um, I've never done grappling or like actual wrestling, wrestling kind of stuff. And uh, apparently I'm pretty good at it because he could not get a lock on me. I just kept, I'm slippery. I'm, for how big I am, I'm pretty agile. Like he, every time he tried to get me in a hold, I just slip right out of You're it. You're lanky. And then I flip it around on him. Yeah. And like, then we went to the boxing and I was just like, yeah, this is, this is what's up. I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not a, a huge fighter. Like if I, if I've been given the chance, I, most of the fights that I've, almost been in i managed to just talk myself out of it Mm -hmm. by talking just talking it through like it was funny in high school there was a wrestler who thought he was just he thought he was the shit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i guess one day Mm -hmm. i I pissed him off or something i don't know i don't even remember what i did i just remember him confronting me in the hallway 
And he was just like, I'll give you two, I'll give you two free shots. He's like, he put his chin out. He's like, I'll give you two free shots. One to the chin, one to the nuts. You're going down, buddy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even hit him. No? No, I embarrassed him. <laughs> even better. All I did was, like, people were, like, crowding around us. He was a pretty popular guy. I wasn't actually very, very popular in high school. I was friends with everybody. I got along with every clique, every group, every Jesus person. Jesus Christ, dude, you're, you're, we're fucking kindred souls, man. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't popular, but everyone knew who I was. I was a nerdy jock in high school. Really? I kind of Tennis, was too. golf, and bowling. I did football my freshman year. I hated our football team um, with a passion. Yeah, we went, I hated them too. We went 0-9. Woodward. Uh, except... Uh, Woodward polar bear, baby. You know what's funny? <laughs> I actually... So my freshman year, I played football with Eric Page. Um, he ended up going to UT, broke a shit ton of records, and then he joined the NFL. Uh, he played for the Vikings. Nice. And then he tore his... I from what I remember properly, I don't know exactly. Um, I heard he had torn his rotator cuff Ooh. playing basketball and could no longer like play in the NFL. Fuck. Uh, which really sucks. Um, he was he was a pretty good dude. He was a great running back. Like he, I'm the only reason we lost was because our coaches were kind of garbage. Um, I was a freshman. Mm -hmm. punting, I was I was a freshman. I punted, I could punt the ball sixty yards. Like Jesus Christ, Pat McAfee. Yeah, my freshman year, I was, I was, I love him. I was uh, special teams. I could punt the ball fucking sixty yards, and they would never put me on that position. And the one time they did put me on that position was because the other guy got injured. But they had never practiced with me or trained or anything. And so when we went out to do it, the guy snapped me the ball. He snapped it way too high, so I had to jump up to catch it. And then when I brought it down. I kicked it and it went straight up. Hmm. It didn't even pass the line of scrimmage, meaning that our team live ball. Our yeah. team could have caught it and ran it. Yeah. Instead, they watched the ball hit the ground and ended the play. Jesus. And I was like, I it was like, yeah, it was kind of my fault because I didn't kick it past the line of scrimmage. But at the same time, yeah, same net time you had to reach for the ball. Yeah. Long snapper is a very specific job. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't get to practice. I didn't get to train. Like I, and you're tall. Yeah, I I tried out, uh, and I I managed to pump the ball farther than anybody else. Like I should have been on that team practicing, but favoritism always mm -hmm. gets the best of you. I remember uh, they also our... put me up against the biggest guy every time we practiced tackling. Yeah, like yeah. I was I was not big my freshman year. I was like one forty, like maybe five eight. Like I I really That's shot a good up. size. Yeah, but I shot up like uh, by the time I graduated. But the guy I was against was about 5'8", but he was like 3'20", pure muscle. He was the first person the to hit- The fucking lineman, Jesus. He was, he was the first guy to hit the one-ton club, meaning that in one workout session, he lifted 2,000 pounds. Get the fuck out. Yeah, that's wow. the guy they had me practicing against. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Which he was actually the like the nicest guy ever. Like I, I had a bunch of classes with him. He was one of the funniest dudes I ever met. We were in a health class, art class, didn't matter what it was. He would draw like a giant dick on a piece of paper. <laughs> and he'd hold it up to the rest of the class when the teacher wasn't looking. That dude was freaking something else. But yeah. I remember uh, a very particular game. Uh, I went to Woodward. We were at weight. And we had the lead. Uh, four, four or five points, whatever. And Waite got the ball first and ten from the 30. And penalties, personal fouls, false starts, left and right on Woodward. 
Wake went right down the fucking field and scored to win the game. Like, this team is so fucking atrocious. Yeah, I, I was notorious for wearing the same outfit every, to every game. No, I had a pair of khakis, this little fancy little polo shirt, and a, like, like a khaki, uh, kind of like a button-up, kind of like a jacket thing, and then uh, my, my grandfather's uh, fedora. <laughs> so I'd always wear it. Wait, is it a fedora or a trilby? Fedora. All right, because trilbies are kind of cringe. Mm-mm. What's a trilby? A trilby is a mini fedora. Oh, my buddy Don bought me that. You know what? You're a model, so... Uh, let me get your opinion on this hat. Right. Those of you watching at home, stop hacking my cameras. But <laughs> this is visual. Watching from home. <laughs> uh, my buddy Don said, I'm going to buy you a fucking hat. And I'm like, don't. So he bought me this fucking thing. Oh, yeah, flat cap? Yeah. You know what's funny? The Does only people I've seen pull that off. I feel off, like it doesn't. The only people I've seen pull that off are bald people. So. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm serious. This Irish, works. bald Irish people. Fuck you, twice. <laughs> I'm a ginger. So you pull it off then? Fuck you. He does pull I it off. I don't like it. Oh, you son of a bitch. I, I can see it. I don't like it. You're, I, don't, you're, I don't know. I don't like it, but you pull it off. You know what I mean? Like your your traditional look is way more you. That hat kind of makes you look like a cab driver. This is di- yeah yeah. Well, kids call me a, a train conductor. That too. Yeah. <laughs> it's the mustache with the hat. It's it's a full goatee. Come on. Oh, the lighting. I'm sorry, the Van Dyke. It's the lighting. <laughs> it's funny, I'm surprised Dick Van Dyke isn't offensive. Just which, the name in itself. Which part of it? All of it. Take a little break, we'll be right back. It's like Beat Van Bleep. <laughs> ah. So, in, we left off and we kind of already forgot where we were. But, uh, the thing about me is I the love today. interview process, right? I'm a networking coordinator. I'm a horrible interviewer. I think you're fine. You're you're good at interviewing people for people and not interviewing people for purpose. And I feel like that's a totally different dynamic that a lot more people could uh, benefit from. Because like you could have you could have brought me on here. You could have strictly stuck to your list, which most interviews do. They make a list of. uh, They did research. For those of you watching, I just threw the whole notepad out the fucking. It's because you didn't know what to expect when you brought me on. You've limited experience with me. Yes. Once you get me one-on-one, it's a little different. This is a lot of fun, man. I'm having a great time with you. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm having a great time, too. I appreciate you, uh, Charles Wetzel Jr. I appreciate you, Mr. Whiskey Nick. Whiskey Nick. It's funny, like uh, he's changed genders already. <laughs> no, when like, it, you know what you know what's something that's like kind of kind of weird is like growing up. Did you uh, do heroin while you peed? Yeah. Okay. Uh, only on the weekends. Yeah. It's Saturday. So. It is. Yeah. I did. I worked today, which was stupid. So I've been up since five. Yeah, you're dumb. Why would you work on Saturday? Uh, well, my cigars they can't buy themselves. Well, maybe you should figure out a way for them to. I did. I worked today. How's that works. Taking out the trash and buying cigars. I appreciate this, by the way. Oh, God, yes. These are, I haven't had a cigar in a long time. You've been nursing them, but you're enjoying the fuck out of them. I, I nurse them because I try to enjoy them. Like, when someone hands me a scotch or a bourbon or a cigar or anything, or wine even, it's like, I try to enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't like to rush through it. Like, cigars especially. I don't like to rush through them. I really do that fucking midnight. Huh? I really do that fucking <laughs> It's okay. I know everything on that list. You know, so. <laughs> you, you know everything about you? <laughs> no, I don't. 
and until it becomes relevant, then I know it. But the thing is, I'll talk about any topic, and if I don't, if I don't know anything about the topic, I'll ask questions. And well, you're an actor; you can make it up. Yeah, improv, improv, improv. Hey, that's a perfect segue into something that actually is like on the list. <laughs> it was. It really was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I did go to a second city uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I took their improv for actors one and two class, which um, basically it supersedes their their A through E improv classes. So I, I got to skip like further uh, explain that. Uh, I skipped four classes. Okay. Um, I skipped all of their beginner improv classes. A through E is five. Is it five? A B C D E. Yeah, five. So I skipped. So I skipped five classes. I didn't take numbers are hard. My son, my son is the numbers guy. <laughs> I love it. We just tied that together real quick. Oh yeah, like dude, I'm so good at tying shit that together. That was sexy. It's funny. I go off on tangents all Do the time. The whole show is a tangent. I know. But Everyone I- knows when my show. I, I have a format. I have a list. I have an idea. You saw my notes. You had my notes for first fucking hour. Yeah. And, we and then you nothing. threw them. <laughs> and then, then, I, then I threw them. <laughs> well, like, uh, yeah. I, so what happened was uh, when I went to Second City, I was specifically interested in their actor, uh, improv for actors course. You know, it blows my mind. I always tell Second Everything. City Minneapolis. Minneapolis? Minneapolis, St. Paul. St. RuPaul? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I always thought it was Minneapolis. When I learned it was Chicago, I'm like, what? There are more than one. There is one more, more than one second city. What? Yeah, there's one in LA. There's one in New York. I think it's in New York, and I think there's one in Louisiana. Oh, so it's not a city nickname. It's a thing. It 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 started in Chicago, but it branched out into other major films. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Made, like a lot of like the film hubs start developing resources. Okay. Targeted towards things that would help in the production of film. So, like, Chicago, L.A., both have Second City, and Second City is actually where a lot of famous people came from. I thought it was a Chicago nickname. I didn't know that. Fuck. No, that's, no, the, I thought that's so- the Windy City. That's the nickname. Well, the city never sleeps is what, New York, L.A., Las Vegas? I don't, Honestly, I don't think any... I think every city sleeps. I went to New York. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. I, I went and registered with Central Casting in New York. And, uh, I went to Central Casting. Well, when I when I did that, but then uh, I had a friend in New York who took me out to the bars app like later that night, and we went to this bar in Ma- in Manhattan, like right by Times Square. I ended up becoming friends with the bartender, and she just gave me free drinks the whole night while hosting karaoke. Oh she's fuck! A, she's an amazing singer. Then I made friends with people at the bar randomly. Uh, but come like one or two o'clock in the morning, that city was dead as fuck. Like, really? Yeah, there was nobody on the street. I, I, on my, from, from Times Square to my hotel room, I ran across one person. No shit. And this one person yelled across the street to me, <laughs> "Hey, you want to buy some weed?" <laughs> I was like, "No, maybe." <laughs> I didn't know who this guy was, and I was in New York. wasn't about to trust some right, strange right. weed, and plus he probably didn't even have any, so yeah, I would have to meet him yeah. at another location, which is even more dangerous. <laughs> um, and it was two o'clock in the morning. So you did inquire. It was two o'clock in the morning. I was drinking. I was just trying to find my way back. My phone was dead. Like, luckily, New York is a grid system because yeah, that yeah. made it 
so much easier to navigate. Uh, but I, I just, I lied. I yelled. I was like, no, I'm like, I already have a hookup. What I was referring to was the guy I met at the bar. Um, I, I had stepped outside to smoke and this, this black guy walks up to me and he's wearing like, he's wearing a full fedora and a trench coat. And I'm, I was Is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke a bitch. <laughs> Almost felt like that. So, so, he, so he walks up. He walks up to me. I was I was vaping. I wasn't like smoking. I was vaping. And he's mm. like, "Man, that stuff smells good." And I was like, "That's why I smoke it." And he was just like, "Oh, that's all right. That's all right." And he goes, "So, uh, you you party?" And I was like. You talking about coke right now? He's like, yeah. He's like, do you party? I was like, no, I'm good on that stuff. And he's like, what about pills? He's like, you want some weed? You want some? You want some perks? And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm drinking. Pharmacy. I'm drinking. I'm from out of town, and I don't know you whatsoever. And <laughs> you're wearing a fedora and a trench coat and approached me randomly on the street. <laughs> you could be a cop for all I know. Like I don't want any yeah, of that stuff. Yeah. And then he goes, what about girls? He's like, you want some girls? And I was just, I looked at him, I was like. Yeah. The bartender has been flirting with me all night. I really don't think I'm going to have a problem with that. <laughs> I'm like, she's been giving me free $15 drinks all night. Nice. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. And plus, like, I had a girl. I have a girlfriend. It's the same girlfriend. So I was just like, no, I'm not even looking for women. Oh, like, yeah. She's going to Bill Cosby your ass, huh? <laughs> so she was from Florida, so she wasn't from New York. Oh. Um, But then he, I asked him, I was like... How come you led with coke? Like, why did, why did you lead with coke? Like, of all the drugs that you supposedly have on yeah. you, which he later confirmed that we would have had to go on somewhere else to get it, which is why the second guy that offered me drugs, I was like, nah, because I'm yeah. not going anywhere else in New York. Uh, you come to me. Yeah, I'm like, if you have it on you, that's, I'll, I'll be at the street. I late. probably still won't get it because I have to get up at six a.m. But I'll be in like, the street light in front of the police station. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you your, your business tactics are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna buy it for you, but your tactics are bad. Let me, let me teach you how to be a better drug dealer. I'm like, it's just simple corporate structure, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> but like, I asked him, I was like, how come you led with coke? And he told me straight up. It's because you're white. He's like, white people like coke, black people like pill and weed, mm -hmm. and everyone likes girls. And I was like, Jesus. All right, man. My I'm dude's like, right. You're, you're the drug dealer, yeah, so I'm going to trust your opinion. Dude's right, anything. yeah. I ain't going to lie. But then, like, uh, after going to the Bahamas, I, I went to the Bahamas. I had the same experience, exact same experience. As soon as I stepped outside the touristy area, yep. I immediately got approached, people trying to sell me coke or weed or Cubans or whatever. And it's just like, uh, I went back on the boat and the, the couple that we were having dinner with every night uh, were also from New York. And they told me the exact same thing. No They're shit. like, oh, well they offered you coke because you're white. Yep. And I was just like, you know, I don't know any black people that do coke. So you might have a point there. You won't. <laughs> you won't. Yeah. Make sure she actually works out. Copy that. Time out. Coke. I get weed and coke. Cause you're white. Yeah, I've never done coke in no. my life. No. Like no. I I have. So my my thing about coke is that you, you know with <laughs> with the bipolar, the manic depressive, mm -hmm. like 
I was always chasing the mania, mm -hmm. and then, and like, you no, know, one of the things about like my bipolar, which it's weird because I never thought about this way. So many people don't open up about that stuff. So many people keep that stuff secret, mm -hmm. and I understand why. I understand the past why, but it's like nowadays, like why? And so you know, if I'm if I am becoming some kind of public figure, if I am like some kind of you know whatever I'm becoming, I don't even know what I'm becoming. To be honest. I don't care. I have, I have so many people in my corner who constantly just talk about wanting me to blow up. They just want me to blow up online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't care. I, apparently, I have like an old school mentality about fame where it's like, I think that you become famous because you're really good at what you do. Yes. And I feel like nowadays, people are just famous for the sake of being famous or they're famous because they're hot or some shit like that. Oh, oh since the TikTok... Uh, Yes. We're like pre-social media, pre-attention-seeking, like, dumb bullshit and, like, the beauty agenda that we all, like, are enslaved to. Nobody wanted to be... People didn't want to be famous. Like, in, like I watched a documentary about the Viper Club. Um, and a lot of the celebrities that went in there, they said, you know, in the 90s, mm -hmm. they didn't really want to be famous. They became famous because they were just good at what they did. Yep. And I, I feel like that's the best way to go about that stuff. It's like... Be so good. Be so good that people can't help but notice. Yep. And that's what yep. I want to be. Which leads into why I don't like social media that much. Well, that also leads into why I do my show. Yeah? I'm not here to be the next Brad Pitt. I'm not here to be the next A-list. I'm, I'm content either. being a C-minus celebrity. If that. I'm content just creating. I love being a part of shit. Like, I love well, being that in films. That, that harkens back to the, the, the everyone telling you that you have that potential. You, so many people tell you me You have shit. the look, you have the demeanor, you have... I've been told by you, actors dude, from you L.A. You have it. You have it. Yeah, I've been told by actors from L.A. that they think I would do really great in L.A. You would. And then every acting coach I've ever had said... Don't move to L.A. unless you have the money to survive in well, L.A. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I know so many actors who have moved to L.A. to pursue acting. Mm -hmm. And they're just struggling. It's just a financial drain. Just yeah. The city itself is a like, financial just drain. Just yeah. be there is so expensive. The, like, yeah. They wonder why there's so, like, such a homeless problem in California. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not just the homeless problem. It's the people moving out there to try to become famous. Yep. Honestly, in today's day and age, you don't need to go to LA. You don't need anymore. To, you don't need to go to Georgia. You don't need to go to New York. You the pandemic has showed yard. us that we don't need so much of everything that we've been told we need. We can do it. You know, you need to come into the office to work. Year and a Why? half of remotes, and yeah. we record fucking profits. And then all of a sudden, they want everyone to come back to the office. And everyone's so like, they can no. Have you under their thumb? And everyone's no. Yeah, exactly. No, honest Scott. You have the it thing. You really you think do. so? You do, yes, 100%. Part of the reason why I hesitate on having on the show. I'm sorry, let me, let me try that again without slurring. <laughs> Part of the reason I hesitated on having you on the show. You're much bigger than my shit little show. I don't know about that. You I, are. I'm you really... Are. You are much bigger and better than. I, I Thank you for coming like... on, but you are so much better than my shit show. No, I, I feel like... I feel like people think I'm bigger than I am. No, you, you're you're not, but you have the potential to be. Well, you have that quality. You have that ability. You have the look. 
I, I know you said you you got this new uh, movie you're gonna start filming, The Lifeguard. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, you, I have you, you want to get cut and ripped and get. I have four roles coming up. Tell me. Um, one's a lifeguard, the lifeguard movie. That's a big one. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one is a smaller role in a film. Uh, I have I have a friend who is making a film. I was in his last film. You're on YouTube, dude. Uh, people search your name, Charles Wetzel Jr. On, the first on time YouTube. It comes up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's a bunch of shit there. Yeah. Well, he wants you have, to a, you have IMDb, IMDb credits galore, dude. Google you. You're there, dude. You're well, there. Here's You're the thing there. About IMDb credits, though. Uh, fun, <clears throat> fun fact about IMDb credits: they don't fucking matter. They really don't. So um, many people get involved in projects. To I'm get, not. I'm to, not IMDb. Well, but so many people get involved in projects to get that IMDb credit. Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't matter that much. Like it's literally just like it's like a diploma almost. Like you have a piece of paper showing that you can do something. Even if you can do it without that piece of paper, it doesn't matter. But it's like it's it's more of a record of your experience. Your shit goes back to 2013. Yeah, but that's all. And, a lot of that and is you got every year film. since then. It doesn't matter. It's beginner independent stuff. Like I've I've like paid my dues almost. You know that's I mean? exactly yeah. Working uh, with so many like I was gonna say I don't care, but yeah. when you said that, that you paid your dues, that's yeah. exactly it. You've done your shit. You've proven it. Here's a track record of proof yeah. of what Charles can do. Well, it's like I've been on a lot of sets, and that's and set experience is very important. Like you can be taking all the acting classes in the world, but if you've never stepped foot on a film set, yeah, it's a lot different. Yeah, like a film set, a professional film set is actually very similar to like military structure. Yes. There is there's a hierarchy. There's a rank. They yep. use they use military time. Yep. Like over like, 400 hours a year. Here's another thing though. In high school, I was in JROTC. Yep. Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps. I did not write that down. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, weapons, right? Uh yeah, I was on the drill team. Like I was, I was one of the top drillers in the country at one point. See, I thought that was a weak one, so I didn't mark it down, and I was looking for that <laughs> little fucking. A lot of people don't that, know that. That, that was the that. one I was going for, and I saw the uh, the the junior ROTC. I'm like, I'm gonna come at him with that. That's not. Nah, it's too easy. It's weak. It's. It's funny because like it, it kind of ties into the rest of the stuff that I do, where it's like I try out a lot of stuff. See, I found you. <laughs> after doing it, I realized it's not what I want to do. Yeah. Like, you know, I was in JROTC. I was one of, like, I was, like, a, I was a cadet officer. Like, I went to OCS camp, PLC camp. I was one of the top drillers in the country. I did moves that no other team in the whole fucking country would do. We did a thing called the Nine Man, where our squad, like, our, our exhibition squad, uh, would line up in a single file, arm's length away from each other, the guy in the front would throw it all the way to the guy in the back. I both I threw it, and then I ended up being the person who caught it. And our our weapons were M1903 Springfield rifles. They were Jesus approximately Christ. 16 pounds. Yeah. And we were spinning them, throwing them. Like, we yep. were doing some really, really crazy moves. For loaded. High, for high schoolers. Loaded. No, not loaded. No? There's there is a lead barrel. There's a lead pipe in the barrel. So they were weapons, but they weren't guns. Plugged. They, yeah, they, there's a there's a lead pipe in the barrel, so they couldn't shoot. 
Like, oh, okay. you couldn't actually okay. operate the weapon. I got the you. bolt okay, worked, okay. like yep. the bolt action worked. Yeah, I knew the whole nomenclature of my rifle. I knew the serial number. I knew all of this like military information. God I, damn it, gun! Like, why did you put the your your gun? Jesus Christ! M one. God damn it, gun! Why did you put the your M one nine zero three Springfield rifle is a bolt action magazine fed manually operated .30 caliber weapon. Yeah, Jesus I, Christ, Gump, you're gonna make a goddamn general one day. You know that? <laughs> yes, sir. I got the cigar and everything. <laughs> no, that's Lieutenant Dan. My uh, my great grandfather. Speaking of military, uh, my great grandfather was a, a POW in World War II. He's one of my heroes. I grew up spending a lot of time with him. And I know we, we talked were, uh, about this off. When we're done off here, I want to show you something from my yeah. grandfather. All right. Um, really fucking cool. He was he was uh, on the second wave to Normandy, which, if anyone knows history, the first mm -hmm. wave basically mm -hmm. got entirely wiped out. Mm -hmm. um, he was on the second wave, and he told me that the the two uh, battalions that were going in, they decided who went first by flipping a coin. No shit. Yeah. Fun fact about history that you probably haven't heard in any of those documentaries. Mm -hmm. They flipped a coin to see who went first. And uh, I wouldn't be here if he had been on that first wave. Like, most likely. Wow. And, like, uh, he said that he they were riding rafts uh, trying to get through. And yeah. they the first raft was ambushed by German soldiers. He came up on the second raft, and they had used all of their ammunition on the first raft. So they captured them. Uh, held them in an old racetrack and marched them from Germany to France. Uh, they ate a cat because they had no food and had nothing to eat. So mm -hmm. they had to, like, uh, one of the guys on his uh, squad were so delirious that they thought they had caught a rabbit. And everyone thought he was insane. Like, how did you catch a rabbit? There's no way you caught a rabbit. It ended up being a cat. Jesus. And he, and he told me, he's like, we ate that cat. He's yeah. Like, we we had no choice. He's like we had to eat it or we were gonna die. Uh fun fact. I would like to know what dog, cat, horse, dolphin tastes like. These are all protected species because they're as smart as us. I mean but some people maybe. <laughs> uh killer whale. I would like to try. You know, one thing I really want to try that I've heard nothing but good things of, but it's also protected is shark. I heard that like shark fin soup Ooh. is supposed to be delicious. I, I heard shark burgers are freaking delicious. Shark sounds good. Yeah. Marlin is supposedly just like steak. I've also heard, and I firmly believe this, this is a very dark portion of Whiskey Nick. Oh no. Human flesh. I'm sure it tastes great. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, have you ever, like, accidentally, like, have you ever licked your fingers after you're eating? Oh, my God. You cut your finger and you suck the blood to, to yeah. clear the wound, and it's like, iron. oh, my God, that's good. <laughs> that iron is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. I'm, oh, dude. If I die, eat me. Slice me up and eat. <laughs> I don't care. I, I'm one. That's the haunt speak talking. One, no, right it's now. not. Mr. One, Bagger. One, I'm dead. <laughs> I don't care. Chop me up. Flay me, do what you want. Take my flesh, eat me. You know what? I don't give a shit. You know what I want to do when I die? Masturbate. Oh, we can't do that when you're dead. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Um, so that was supposed to derail you. It didn't work. God damn it. You can't masturbate when you're dead. It's it's simple. It's, facts. Uh, it's true. Yeah, physics. <laughs> <laughs> Biology, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> no, what, what I want to do is one of the most unique things I've ever heard in my life. So, I'm a musician, right? I love making music. We have never even gotten to that We point. haven't gotten to it. No, it's I, on the notes that I threw over there. Yeah, they're, they're on the floor over there somewhere. Um, I know you do guitar. You see the drums, too? So, I, I play drums. I play bass. I play guitar. Bass, I, I can play guitar, or bass? Both. Yeah, oh, I, I I play a lot of instruments. I play piano. I love. Then yeah, I both. Fuck you. I love um I love piano actually. I didn't I didn't actually buy a I piano am. until like 2016. I never had a piano growing up. I always wanted one, but my family was poor. My dad went to jail. I never got that opportunity. My parents weren't very like art artistically uh, encouraging. Yeah. Not that they weren't supportive of it. My mom's actually a pretty good artist. My mom can paint and draw really well, actually. Uh, I can't. Wow. Uh, painting and drawing is probably my, my weakness. My mom's a really good painter. Dude, I'm telling you. I can sketch, but aside from, like, rough sketching, my, uh, like, traditional art mediums is not really my forte. Like, I'm, I'm more of a performance art kind of person, like acting, music. Yeah. Uh, Improv. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like you got a good history of that, I yeah. Noticed, but like music is something that's always like kind of come natural to me. I actually, I was just talking to my girlfriend earlier, saying how um, I I naturally like subconsciously like keep tempo and beat, mm -hmm. and I I don't even like realize I'm doing it. Like I'm I'm a tapper. I'm a, I'm ADHD as fuck. Like tapping on tables, foot tapping, and, finger tapping, yeah, yeah, making making beats. And but the thing was was like I would use all my fingers when I was doing it. So, the th when I started learning piano, I already had that like finger movement kind of down because I was doing it all the time. And um, so I, I started really like falling in love with piano. I, I play a lot of like jazz piano and things like that. But a lot of music like production software also runs on like a piano roll. So when you're creating music, you're, you're using a piano roll, but you're selecting the notes from the piano to do it. And that's just like digital music. That's not even like the recording stuff yeah, that I do. Yeah. Like I, I prefer to like record instruments. I like the raw sound. I like the old stuff. I don't like to like overproduce or like make digital music too much. I feel like a lot of the the soul and like the the heart isn't there because it's so mechanical, which is what AI music is gonna end up being like. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, the cigar is great. <laughs> um, what did I give you? What is that one? It was the Oliva. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, we were talking about music. Um, so I learning instruments is something I really enjoy. I have an ocarina because Bless I want, you. I want to learn how to play it because I played a lot of Zelda growing up. <laughs> my actually, my ocarina is the ocarina of time. What is ocarina? Ocarina is basically like a, a clay flute. Bless you. You, you uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, you hold it like this. Uh, your left hand's in the front, and your right hand's in the back, and it's shaped kind of like a, it's like an oval with a little mouthpiece coming off of it. A big weird ass recorder. Literally, it's a oh. it's a weirdly shaped recorder essentially. Okay. okay. But the fingering is really weird because. I'm sorry, what? The, the fingering yes. is really weird mm -hmm. uh, because the notes aren't like lined up like a lot of instruments are. So you have to like kind of learn it separately. 
Hmm. And like I've been kind of practicing that for a little bit. Not as much because it doesn't have a great sound. Like I'm I'm very particular about my my sounds and my frequencies and things like that. And like when I'm sitting at my piano, sometimes I I get bored and I I start I have a tracking feature on my my keyboard where I can record two tracks and then I can play over as a third track. So there's, okay, there's yeah, a, there's yeah. a drum setting on there. So I'll I'll create a drum beat like with uh, with the piano. Yeah, and then I'll uh, and then I'll layer like bass or melody or whatever else I'm trying to put over that uh, drum beat. Yeah, yeah, and then once I have those two things recorded, then I play over that, and so like, I'll either do that or I'll bring my bass out and I'll play bass line. I really love playing bass, like playing bass. I don't like to like program bass. I don't think it sounds as good, but it's also because I played bass in a couple bands, and <laughs> I, I just I really love the feel of it. I don't use a pick. I always finger pick. It's just it feels more natural to me. Yeah. But Cal stop fingers. Yeah. But I we talk, started talking about music for some reason and We've gone it. everywhere from everywhere. Yeah, I don't remember what originally what it was. <laughs> but the, but uh music's always been something that's like kind of caught me. Oh, we were talking about uh parents and art and stuff like that. Um my parents never really like encouraged any of like my artistic endeavors because really they weren't around a whole lot like they worked a lot because like they had to work to support everybody it was yeah. just me and my brother and then my sister 10 years after i was born um but as did I you older, have to uh kind of sort of take care of her then or oh yeah so i was i took care of my brother and my sister growing up um, I was always the one in charge. Like yeah. when my dad, once my dad was gone, I was the man of the house. Like yeah. that was that was the rule basically. And um, my mom used to talk to me about like some really adult issues when I was a kid. Like I was a kid worrying about bills and things like that. And that's yeah. not something that's like supposed to be really typical. You shouldn't have to, yeah. But she didn't. But my mom was young. You know, she was she was a young mother. She didn't know all that stuff. And like, uh, I ended up like I babysat my brother when we were little, even though he's only two years younger than me. Like, we would stay home, and like I would take care of him. And then when my sister was younger, I would babysit her. And um, I was almost like raised to be like a caretaker, which is why like, even though I never had a solid father figure in life, I still had a good idea of how to be a dad. Yeah, I, I knew how to take care of things and take care of people. And so I You had that idea was, of this is not working for me, I'm gonna do this for them. Yeah. And and it was like being raised that way of like, you know, I was basically like my my sister's ten years younger than me. We're she, I'm almost like an uncle to her, you know. Yeah. As yeah. Like, exactly. As, yeah. As, as we get older, like our relationship is changing. Like my sister's an adult now, and she's her own person, and she takes after my mom kind of a lot. And my mom is not the easiest person. Uh, kudos to her husband. Uh, they they started dating during the pandemic, and. Uh, they spent like a year trapped in the house like during the pandemic i'm yeah. like you survived a year with my mom you guys deserve <laughs> to get married because <laughs> like 
He was so nervous. Apparently, he was, like, so nervous to meet me. Of all the people. My brother's the crazy, outbursting, like, crazy one. Oh, shit. I'm I'm the calm, like, method- like more, like, thoughtful one. Like, I'm worried about you. I'm the quiet one in my family. Like, if that says anything. I, a lot of people can't even believe I come from my family because of how loud they are. My grandpa's one of the loudest people you'll meet in your life. And he's not even trying. Like, he just, <laughs> he walks into a room, and he's, he's a big guy. He's probably a little bit taller than me. Big guy. He's got a deep, booming voice. When he walks in, and he goes, hey, everybody, the walls vibrate. <laughs> like, it's insane. He's that guy. He's that guy. And my cousin is even louder than him. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like she screams for no reason. <laughs> And my son is sensitive to noise, and she she thinks oh, yeah, she yeah. thinks all the children love her. And I'm like, yeah, like my son likes you, but he also doesn't like you because you're <laughs> loud. It's not anything personal. It's just that you're loud. He's just loud. Yeah. And that and that's another thing we were talking about people using words wrong, right? A lot of people using the word opinion when they mean fact. Oh, or oh. When they say fact when they mean opinion. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's a big one. No, but like, mm-hmm. but it's it's also like you know a lot of people they they don't take criticism well, and it's not even it's not even just constructive criticism. Like constructive criticism can be a godsend. Like sometimes you need that person in your life that tells you you suck. Yeah, they need like they need to nitpick you. Yes. Because then yes. you have room for improvement. One of the things I like, I have luckily I have a good support, like the support system. I have good friends. I have people who will tell me I suck, but they don't necessarily <laughs> say it in that way. They say it as like, oh well, this could have been better, or this could have been better, or this could have been better. They give me examples, so it's constructive. Yeah. yeah, I have something to reference. I'm not just shitting in your parade. Yeah. But then, there, but then there's people who just love to criticize to criticize to make themselves feel better. Well, that's the internet right now. That's all, most of the yeah. internet. And that's yeah. their opinion. <laughs> that's exactly, yeah. That's exactly. So, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird world we live in. Like, a lot of times I feel like I have imposter syndrome. Like, I do all of these things, but sometimes I feel like I'm faking it. Because I don't feel like I'm trying that hard. But then when I talk to other people, they're like, you do so much. You're so active. You you work so hard. You are. Yeah. I don't feel like that. That's I, your norm. That's the thing. Yeah. That, that's your norm. I to, don't To, I don't to constantly that. be going, to constantly be doing something, to just keep hammering through barricade after barricade. I just feel like I could be doing more. And so that's where the imposter syndrome really sets in. Yeah. It's like... I feel like I could be doing more. I'm still doing stuff. It's not taking away from anything I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm very active. I do as much as I can. I get involved in all of the local like charities and uh, businesses. Like I get involved in everything I possibly can. But the thing is, is I also warn people ahead of time because I'm like this, and I know that I'm like this. <laughs> I tell people ahead of time, like, hey. I talk to a lot of people. I do a lot of things. I may not get back to you right away if you message me. Like yeah. it may take me a couple days because I I I I'm not even bullshitting you. I have at least 30 people messaging me on a daily basis. 
Yeah. And I'm not even responding to them half the time and they're still messaging me. So it, it's like, you know, there's that, but then there's also like, I have some stalkers who message me all the time and I, I basically ghost them. I used to entertain that stuff. Like I would have people message me out of the blue and I was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like I'll talk to you. Like as long as you're, as long as you're fine and you're not fucking around or being weird or anything like, yeah, like I'll, I'll talk to, like I said before, I'll talk to anyone who talks to me. Taunt it, tease it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if they're giving, if they're taking time out of their day to message me or to contact me, if you're not hit me right out the bat with that weird shit, right. I'm going to kind of slowly. Well, like, Weed you out. See what, what what do you got? What is it? Yeah, there, my, my snap like, is like that. Yeah, there's fucking nuts people out there though. Like, oh I, god, they're all. I, I had this one guy. He <laughs> he started messaging me out of the blue, and like he, clearly he was gay, and I was just like, you know, whatever. Like I I'm not gay, but like he's messaging me, and he's not being weird or like flirty. He's not forcing himself on me. He's not doing anything inappropriate. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll talk to him. But then he would get drunk or high or whatever he was doing later in the night, which he shouldn't have been doing anyway because apparently he has mental health issues. Is this uh, guy's name Whiskey Nick? No. <laughs> it started with an N, though. <clears throat> uh, Sorry. What? But he would he would get drunk and he would just start sending me all this like really shitty stuff, like really aggressive, like weird shit. Mm. And anytime that I would, like, he would ask me yeah. for advice and like problems in his life. And anytime I tried to tell him anything, he'd be like, that's some pussy shit. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that's real shit. Like this is literally like, you know, something that could help you, but he didn't want to hear it. I'm seeking out hell. I'm looking and for then, the attention. And then he'd immediately Here's go, the answer. No, I don't yeah. want that answer. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, he, he did. I don't know what he was expecting. I was like, I'm trying to give you I'm trying to give you tips on how to improve your life because yeah. your life is so like low right now that anything could improve it. Yeah. Like any any small bit I tell you would improve you because you're not making any effort to improve yourself right now. You gotta make yeah. And Individualized. You gotta make that. Step. Instead, gotta... he would just get drunk and like he would constantly talk about wanting to tickle my feet and shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about, man? I'm like, why do you want to tickle my feet? Like I don't. Dude. Why are feet such a thing? I don't know. Feet are gross. I don't like They're, my own oh feet. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's nasty. I don't even like my own feet. Feet are probably the grossest part of the human oh, body. Hey, hey. If I could chop them off and I had yeah. like a flat fucking platypus thing. Like, I'm not kink shaming anybody, but to me, oh, we all got our own feet thing, but... are grosser than assholes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, they're always in socks and shoes and sweaty. You're walking on shit. Like, your ass doesn't do all that. Poop comes out of there, but that's about it, right? Like, and I mean, certain I, things, I don't know things, where to go. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I... <laughs> do we need a break, Nick? I, I, I think we're going to wrap up. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> Tickling feet and stuff. No, I got a lot of crazy stories I could talk that about. I, I, my, I, I, I just shit myself thinking about it. <laughs> Tickling your feet. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. That was like his thing. He never talked about anything. Dude, the, the feet people weird me out. Well, why feet? Why feet? They're like mini fingers. Well, the thing is, like, in my experience, people who like feet are so open about it. Dude, they are. Like, they, they are open about it. They're not hiding it. Oh, my God, I love your feet. They're so amazing. Yeah. Stop. I wear 14s. Marriage should sell feet pics. Mm. You, you, there's so much stupid money in that. Yeah, I know girls personally it's, who sell feet pics, and that's all they sell. 
They make a thousand dollars a week. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I could probably sell some money off my my fucking retarded ass dog feet. <laughs> Your dog feet. Oh, they're horrendous. You know, dog feet like actually paws <laughs> might actually make some money. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a bear now, baby. It's funny. I could just go off on so many I'm tangents, gonna, man. Oh, I think it's time to wrap up. Yeah. Oh, number three. Is this a good time? Yeah. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you, Charles Wetzel Jr., yeah. for coming by. I I had a great time. I, I'm glad I found somebody who can handle my random. No, bullshit. I absolutely <laughs> love it. However. Oh shit. Um, I don't remember where it was. All right. Uh,